fresh for 2024, you suckers! is going off with <laughs> Rap Critic and Muse. What's up? Back up in that ass. <laughs> but it's still the same. On the internet is where we serve Zarkane. It's the same ass we're back up in. That, that's, a, that's right. Lubed it Same all. ass, different year. Yes, indeed. Sure. Alright, see, I said it at the top uh, before we started recording here that uh, it's been a while since, uh, been since a while. we've been recording. Since we've been recording. Since we've been recording. That just shows you the, the, the uh, influence of Pearl Jam. Remember that Mad TV skit? <laughs> Oh God! Hey, buddy, you are the guy that sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> what word have I heard it referred to as a uh, yarl? Yeah, the, the grunge rock yarl. <laughs> that fucking talk growl voice. Yeah, that shit was everywhere for a hot minute. And it's so weird because it's like. Do you know that you're doing that? You gotta know you're doing that, right? <laughs> like, there's no way you just sound like that, right? <laughs> when you're talking? Someone's gonna bring that back soon. <laughs> like, some Dude, like... new metal and rap, it's, it's fusing. <laughs> it's the DBZ fusion that's happening. <laughs> you know how for a couple years there, it, it's kind of still, we're still dealing with the remnants. Uh, the uh, The female singers are doing that, like... I don't even know how you would describe the way they were singing, but they would, like... Just kind of, kind of like a baby like voice. little baby voice, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how you would describe it other Spears than that. It's a sort of influence, because it's like, she, like, her voice is lower, so she kind of dies. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Definitely the Billie Eilish influence, but, oh, like, everyone just fucking ran with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone was doing that shit for about a year. Mm. The guys... The guys are gonna bring back the fucking grunge oh, yarl, gotta, and it's gonna yeah. be insufferable. <laughs> it's gonna be dudes in their early twenties trying to apply it to like, like sad boy R and B, and it's oh, gonna no. be the most insufferable. Goddamn, well, what was that one guy's name? Uh, the uh, oh, uh, something about turning a. Uh, turn a hoe to a... What was oh that? Lord. It, oh, Lord, the, your kid... The, the Kid Leroy! <laughs> kid Leroy, kid motherfucker. Lord. Isn't he the one who... I'll be fucked up in the never like That guy? <sighs> that guy. Yeah, he's the type. He's the type, or... I wouldn't put it above Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, no! Oh, the next genre he's gonna desecrate. I want a grunge girl. You know what there also is? Though? It, there, there's a soft, gentlemanly voice, like the AJR and the, that type of, like, you know, art school kid voice. Like, that, that's uh, kind of, you notice that too, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. I have picked up on that. <laughs> it's usually it's played with a mandolin, you know what I'm saying? A little, ho, hey, a little something like that is going on in the background. Oh, the you Lumineers, know? <laughs> hey, sure. <laughs> you know? The fake folk oh, man. wave <laughs> of a few years ago of, and, like, Mumford and Son. And you know the only reason it was happening was just to be, like, the hard contrast against the loudness wars of the Swedish house mafias, the Skrillexes. You know yep. what I'm saying? We've noticed it time and time again. This happens every few years. Things are really aggressive and loud. Followed by a couple of years of things being really quiet and soft. <laughs> this is real music, actually, now. You know, yeah. 
all just a reaction to what was big a couple years ago, and it's a cycle that'll never end. The, the pendulum oh, swings back. The pendulum yeah, swinging yeah. back the other way. <laughs> oh, no, there's too much of me. Okay, we gotta start swinging back the other way. <laughs> Gangster rap being the reaction to the corny '80s break-in shit, right? And then New Jack Swing being the reaction to gangster rap, and then after the New, yeah. New Jack Swing, things got hard again after that. It's all we know how this goes. We've seen this play. The rubber band bounces, you know. We've seen it ten times or more. <laughs> but fuck all that. We got some business to talk about. Before we get into the albums, I just wanted to mention real, real quick that if you like media analysis and uh, me, I guess, I got a new side project with my friend Siobhan. I mentioned her on the show here before, and just a little background. After our last episode we did on the Ethel Kane Preacher's Daughter, uh, she hit me up and she was like, hey, I got some thoughts on that album and what the themes were. And what she had said about the album was like, shit. I didn't think about that at all. So what we're doing, our new podcast, uh, She, They, Just Like Me For Real, is a trans femme media analysis podcast where we talk about uh, albums, movies. We even got a couple comic books and other things of of that nature either are created by trans femmes or deal with trans femme themes and you're just kind of talk about bonds. <laughs> exactly, and just uh, talk about how they hit us and what our experiences were with them, while also just kind of giving life updates and just talking about what life in our early stages of transitions are like. So uh, again, that is she slash they, just like me, fr on Spotify. Both of us go by she, they, so we're just kind of uh, playing off the uh, she just like me for real meme <laughs> and just kind of going with that. I like it. <laughs> okay, now I get <laughs> So we got one episode up already and we're recording another one soon. It's basically the off weeks of going off we'll be mm. recording um, the other pod. I so, like it. Good fun stuff and uh, talking about some culture, you know? And speaking of culture, R.C., we are dipping our toes. We are piggy dipping in the piggy pond this week. We got Bjork. (laughs) Hmm? In the swan pond, you'd say, wouldn't you? Oh, shit. (laughs) We got Bjork back again. Requested by who other than Dr. Goatman. Bjork is Bjork. (laughs) Bjork is Bjork. Tell a friend. Tell someone named Bjorn. <laughs> We're talking about Selma songs. Songs from the motion picture uh, Dancer in the Dark. Oh, okay. Wait, what? The name of the album is not the name of the movie? Yeah, Selma songs, music from the motion picture Dancer in the Dark. Word. Uh, was she just like, no, the album's going to be called Rekal, and then I'll include your... I've never seen that before. It's always... Batman, the, you know, Prince album for, with the music from Batman, you know, like... The album usually doesn't have its own title. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's going on? Yeah, it is, it is unique, huh? <laughs> and it's incredibly short. Uh, yes. It's only 31 minutes. But a lot sounds like it was definitely put into it, uh, specifically orchestra. I've never seen this movie in full. <laughs> I know enough about it. I, I read the plot synopsis. I've watched some scenes. What? Yeah, what happens in this movie? 
Is Bjork in it? Playing the role of Selma. She works in a factory. We'll discuss the movie as we go along <laughs> the album. Oh, that, that's coming into sharp relief. Okay. <laughs> because maybe there's not a whole lot to say about the album itself, but the, the, the movie and the album together will give us a nice little conversation. So the character that Bjork plays is named Selma. I, it, what year is this, actually? I want to double check. 2000. Because... Oh. Oh, yeah, I'm still right. 2023 on my checks, RC. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Oh, it's 2000. <laughs> so it's 1964, RC. Wait, what? Björk is... is playing Selma, and she's a Czech immigrant oh, in 1964. Oh. Oh, you're saying when the oh the movie's playing? In the movie, yeah. Got it, got it. Yup. And she has a son, and they both have a vision deterioration disorder, and Bjork is trying to work despite her vision, and she's trying to make money so she can raise enough money to get a procedure that her son's vision will be fixed. And he doesn't have to worry about it. And then a bunch of a bunch of shenanigans and misunderstandings ensue. But we'll get there as we as we go. Sounds like a laugh a minute. Oh, yeah, yeah, real real fun film. So we open with with overture. Uh, beautiful instrumentation intro to the. Oh album. my god, fucking regal as shit. Yes, yeah. Bjork, I, I wrote Bjork back at it again, but even more epic this time, sounding like exactly what I thought a movie budget behind this woman would sound like. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, 100%. With the French horns and everything, it was like, ooh, ooh. It was like, sit down, get your popcorn. We're about to have a, you know, music for the, music for the, uh, for, for the eyes here, you know? <laughs> it, it's a bummer, and we'd mentioned it on the episode with... Adequate Emily, when we talked about that she had such a bad experience with director Lars von Trier making the film. Oh, oh God, I saw his name and I was like, uh, <laughs> I was like, okay. That um, Bjork hasn't done a film since. She's basically just decided I'm just not going to do movies anymore. And it's a bummer. Oh, thanks a lot, auto primagery fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, you fucked it up for everybody. Because like, Watching Bjork act in a movie is absolutely surreal. I've got to say that. Her character in the movie is very much just, like, Bjork-coded. Yeah, so it's like her is being her. She's so her, like Jim Carrey uh, in his fantastically subtle role would say. Oh, well, it's fucking wild, because I'll, I'll explain what happens here. Because with the second track, uh, Cavalda... Cavalda mm. is the name of a co-worker who works in the factory with uh, with Selma, right? Okay. And they both love musicals and they both love theater. And Bjork is trying to get Cavalda to just let loose and dance with her in the factory. I don't know why she thinks it's appropriate to dance in this factory where they're making like metal sheeting and metal pans and everything. It's 64, so I know the conditions probably aren't really that great. It's not the safest oh, no. environment. <laughs> so, and, and you're already dancing and working with a woman who is lying about how bad her vision is. <gasps> oh, no! 
the song here is like trying to convince, trying to like cheer this woman on of like, come on, get up, dance with me. And the beat of the song is made up of the noises that are happening in the factory. So you hear like the, yes. like the, and yeah. Derek along, along with it is going like crash, bang, clank, <laughs> crash, bang. And what annoys me is I think this is what people unfairly mock Bjork on is this one performance because I've seen people play up like, oh, Bjork is just like, she just makes noises and just like does like onomatopoeia and just the like Alex Borstinification of her. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> she just saw dancing a, a dancer in the dark and that was it. That's all she needed. <laughs> But yet, the song is great, and what's what's so interesting about the movie, and why I say it's so Bjork coded, is that it reminds me of two things. One of which you've probably you may have seen. Have you seen the movie American Psycho? My brain okay. is going like, oh, oh wait, with uh, the dude who's like, I'm a normal guy, except I'm totally not because I kill people and I wear that, the that one. slick thing. To get. Okay, okay, Christopher, no, uh, uh, no, not Christopher, no, Christopher, uh, Chris, uh, Christian oh. Bale. Christian Bale, so many Chris's. <laughs> Christian Bale and Christopher Nolan Batman, and you got them confused there. <laughs> no, I people see with what the you same did. name should work on movies together. God damn it, this is confusing. <laughs> so, so basically, Bjork envisions, imagines that she's in a musical, like, all the time. Mm. So Okay, that explains it one song, alright. <laughs> so, yeah. So the movie, like... Everybody in the in the fucking factory is getting up and dancing, and it's a big dance like routine. But it's just in her head, like ah, is this kind of like that music video where the 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 post uh, uh, the, the mailbox comes alive? Yes, <laughs> RC. I was gonna mention oh so quiet eventually. <laughs> it's exactly like that. The movie yeah. is very much like. That, but not as exaggerated. Like, there's no dancing mailbox, you know. Uh, that, that seems a little too whimsical for Lars von Trier's taste. Well, you'd think, right? But it's darker underneath. Like, the other thing I was going to ask if you've ever seen was the show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I have not, but people have been telling me about it. <laughs> if I can do anything with this episode of the pod is to get people to check out the show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend because <laughs> it's criminally under-discussed, I think. At its core, it's such a deeply depressing show, but every episode has multiple musical scenes that don't really happen, but <laughs> they happen to further along the plot, you know? The more you're describing this, the more I'm like, stop saying stuff. I think I just need to watch this. <laughs> you really do just need to see it. Because um, what the fuck? A, a musical TV? This hasn't not sucked since uh, uh, Glee, Cop Rock. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> like, so, like, this is some ambitious shit. <laughs> From there, we get, I've seen it all. In the movie, she is on a train with the guy from... You ever see that, uh, the Until Dawn video game? Oh, I thought you were about to say Radiohead. The guy from Radiohead. Well, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> the the actor who plays the therapist in Until uh. Dawn, Peter Stormare is... He sings the duet with Bjork in the movie, but we got Whoa. Tom York here on the album, and that's a duet 
I never thought I'd needed was Bjork right? and Tom oh York, but it makes perfect it's fucking sense, don't it? Two perfectly weird motherfuckers. Like, yeah. it's just like, why has there not been an album? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> what universe of music are we missing right now? Oh, wow. As soon as I looked at it, I just looked at a picture of uh, Peter Stormare. Yeah, Fargo. Okay, now I got it. <laughs> oh, that's right. He was the guy in Fargo. <laughs> the guy who wanted the pancakes. <laughs> He's trying to talk to her about, like, all the hmm. things you're missing by your vision going away. Like, have, oh. you, have you ever seen this? What have you... And she's like, Whoa. I don't need to see this. I visualize it like this. So their back and forth is so incredible. Wait a minute. Why does it go from him to her? Because it sounds like she's the one who's losing the vision. Are they both losing vision? She's she's losing vision. And he's basically like... Like, she doesn't seem to mind. And he's like... He can't wrap his head around someone, like, not minding, not being able to see. It's like, what about your grandchildren? Like, don't you want to see them? And she's like, I don't need to. Like, that type of shit. Like, like yeah. this part where she says, um, I've seen it all. I've seen the dark. I've seen the brightness in one little spark. I've seen what, what I chose. And I've seen what I need. And mm -hmm. that is enough. To want more would be greed. Like... Mm. Her, I don't know, it's such a thoughtless, like... It's like an accept, passive acceptance of, you know, the fate, sort of, like, yeah. Yeah, exactly, and he's over there just like, no, there's, like, so much to see. Like, I don't know why he's, like, it's actually been kind of a jerk. Like, she's over there <laughs> fine with it, right? And he's, he's trying to like, make her panic, like... Yeah! <laughs> he's like, oh god, you're right, what the hell's going on? <laughs> I don't know what that looks like, oh no! Like, shut the yeah, fuck up, right. dude! She's fine. And, but but in the song, isn't there a part where he says, yeah, she says, what about China? Have you seen the Great Wall? And he says, all walls are great if the roof doesn't fall. So that's always going like, oh, that's kind of a, wait, I, who's I, I the think one? he says that, doesn't he? Oh, no, wait, no, you're right. Yeah, so I'm like, what are, what are they trying to do here? Yeah, I, I, I lost track of that, of like, what right. Selma's backstory was that she's seen the Great Wall in the past, I guess. It sounded like two lovers who are, like, so wrapped up in each other's arms that they're like, do you want to, like, actually go out and, like, vacation? Like, nah, look all that shit. Let's just stay here. <laughs> like, that's what the song sounds like. <laughs> I don't know which I, which experience I would have rathered had. The not seen any of the context of the movie and just listen to the songs because being able to rate the songs while also knowing <laughs> the purpose they play in the movie kind of taints the experience a little bit. Oh my god, this is so disrespecting Bjork, but this reminds me of when we watched the Bash Brothers, I watched the Bash Brothers, like, videos, and you had only listened to the album, and you're like, oh god, these fucking assholes, they're just running the joke into the ground. I hated that goddamn thing so much, I remember that. And I was like, no, I didn't see the movie. <laughs> it's like, no, I really, actually, it kind of adds a layer. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of it because every song on the album is in the movie but not exactly the same which is weird like the, like the next song scatterheart on the album it's a completely different version than the song in the movie in the movie bjork befriends this couple who i think she either lives with or is neighbors with and 
the guy in the in the couple, I think he's a cop. He is on hard times and he's contemplating ending it all. He's he's like either in debt or something, I forget what. And he sees that Selma, Bjork's character, is putting some money away, and he steals it from her, thinking like, oh, she won't notice, she, she won't see that I'm stealing money. And the, she confronts him about it, and he baits Selma to killing him what? because he's been suicidal this whole time anyway, and it's just like... Like, look, you've just got to do this for me. So, Bjork ends up killing him. And in the movie, the song is actually called Smith and Wesson. And it's a conversation between Selma's character and the dead body. And they get up and they dance. Fucking Lars von Trier, man. <laughs> it's fucking like, I'm so sorry I did this. And and instead of um on the album, it's you're going to have to find out for yourself. In the right. movie, it's you did what you had to do. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry I killed you. And the cop's like, you know, you did what you had to do. And her son, she's like visualizing her son saying it too. Like, you did what you had to do. Like, you had to get the money or else I wouldn't have my procedure. So, it's her kind of justifying the murder to herself. But this is, but the album version's different. And I didn't understand exactly what the context of the album version was. That's why it's a little confusing. I think one interpretation said that this song was written almost like Bjork talking to Selma's character. Like, you're going to have to find uh. out for yourself, like, what's going to happen next I know He's the like, future. Oh, bitch. Oh, bitch. Oh, I see the scene, actually. I know what's about to happen. She's like in real time talking to the character eating popcorn. <laughs> just when Kvalda comes in, like, because I, I had uh, forgotten to mention just the way that track sounds. Like, Oof. so it starts with the construction noises and shit, but then the orchestration then mixes in. And then by the midpoint, it has like... This glitchcore slash Looney Tunes orchestra yes! orchestral score that gets really sinister in the middle. Like, there's so much character to that song where it's just like, what in the fuck is happening right now? Like, I can see, like, Roger, a dead Roger Rabbit coming back to life or some shit and dancing around to this weird ass shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's so specifically weird. And then, like, turning into, like, glitchcore, whatever the fuck, because, you know, yeah. someone made the video in the, you know, late 2010s or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's so insane how it sounds like ahead of its time. Like I was like, Glitchcore? What year is this again? <laughs> I forgot to mention that, but yeah, the fucking beat and the and the instrumental of that fucking song is so fucking cool. It's bonkers. Like I could see the the magic swirling around the room when that Looney Tunes store It's like, what in the fuck? <laughs> oh my god. In the musicals is Bjork in the court? During her fucking murder trial. Oh, I get it. She's in the court and is maybe in her mind she's on the on the court, uh, on the basketball court, you know, trying to trying to score points against the, you know what I'm saying, the defender or whatever. <laughs> it, it's really just like Bjork just being Bjork, just walking around singing while everybody's just kind of looking at her like, um, What the hell? Why is the sneaker on the court sound happening so much? You know, the skirts, the kick, 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 
Because I was like, oh. Oh, yeah, like, you're right. I forgot about that. Is this that. a basketball? Because there's a part where you hear a ball. You can hear the ball dribbling in the mix. And then there's a part where kind of you just hear it. Like really quick before it. I forgot about that. Or I didn't even notice it. So it was one of those things where I was like, what the fuck? Like, this is like if High School Musical, like the bit about the basketball player who has to choose between the big game and the big high school play, you know, like this is what. Get your your head in the game. (laughs) If it was written by Bjork, I'm like, God damn it. The alternate universe where Disney took a chance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. She's got you. You heard that shit earlier. She already knows clearly how to make like cartoon music. (laughs) Okay. We gotta, we gotta talk about this song real quick. One hundred and seven steps. Okay, first note starts at five. Yeah, <laughs> I was confused at, at that point. Seven. It's, yeah, it's just five, six, seven. I'm like, oh, okay, and then we go one hundred seven, one hundred eight, one hundred nine, one hundred twelve. I'm like, uh, okay, and then it ends at one forty, and that's the whole song. It's like. Her counting while an orchestra slowly builds, mm-hmm. and it's just like, why? <laughs> I- I'm like Keenan at the end of the fucking, uh, why? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, Bjork is being led from her jail cell to the gallows where she's gonna be hung. And Brenda, a sympathetic prison guard who talks to Selma, encourages her. That she just needs to walk 107 steps to get to the gallows, counting them out loud, walking with her. So in the movie, and the music swelling is like, yeah, because they're getting closer and closer to the room where mm. she's going to die. So wow, the Maria Stuarda moment. Uh, opera it's fu- shit. It's wild. Um, and I don't even think New World is in the movie because she sings a different song. And again, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen the movie... We're spoiling everything, but she sings a song while she has the noose around her neck and she's just like standing there like about to be hung. And at this point in the movie, like she actually is singing. Everybody is like conflated and confused and not really sure what to think about it. Right, how people will, uh, basically like an Eric Andre skit. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think she's singing this song in particular because... The lyrics here are kind of what you would... It's almost like the character after she dies, because you get, like, if life is seeing, I'm holding my breath in wonder what happens next, a new world, a new day to see. So she's talking about, like, you know, the new world after life, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Damn, that last track is fucking awesome, though, the way it, like, basically yeah. returns the, the musical uh, motifs of the first uh, intro track. Yeah. The overscore, like, interpolates mm-hmm. uh, New World in a way. Like, I'm so used to overtures being, like, samples of multiple songs, not just, like, right. the end one. Yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, I thought this album, for, for what it was, it, it's hard to separate it from the movie. Like, it's definitely a companion piece, and without seeing the movie, it's... it. I don't know if it stands on its own all that strongly, mm. Uh, but I still ended up walking away with a four. I ended up giving it a four and a half, honestly. Like, because it's so short, you know, it's like, oh, but every song is really good. But that 107 steps is just such a, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> like, it's yeah. such a, well, you really need the movie to know what's happening here? <laughs> like, yeah. Exactly. 
But all, but the, I think the good mark of a musical song is when you can like take it out of the context and it still like can you know what I'm saying ring as a song. And I feel like most of these do. Like pretty much all of them do. Scatterheart is the only song song that I felt was the like you know the most uh, the most weak. But that's I mean coming from fucking Bjork and it's uh, at the end of the. Goddamn, uh, I've seen it all track. So that was yeah. such an inspired, like the train, the train tracks being used as the beat, the, yeah. the gorgeous sounding duet melody or the orchestral that. slash techno going on in there. It's just mm. so like, holy shit, welcome to the new millennium. Like, yeah. A very, very ahead of its time, I think, for a film coming mm. out in 2000. Like, right? That's what I was thinking. I was like, Maybe garbage was doing stuff like this, you know. The world oh, is yeah. remember that when it's like, oh, orchestral, but there's like a trashy sound and drums underneath it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty dope album for for a shorten. Fucking brevity mm-hmm. is is the word of the day. I think the soul that, of wit. <laughs> that is the key. I would say when yeah. you're staring down. The hour and 20 minute D12 <laughs> world. RC, welcome to it. It's D12's world and we're just living in it. <laughs> Can I tell you, I first saw D12 and I was like, oh, we're looking at Devil's Night, of course. The-. And I was like, wait, no. no. D12 world. No, no, no. no. <laughs> like, I legitimately had a like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I cannot believe this. I've honestly never listened to either album all the way through, but I know, even with my limited experience, <laughs> that Devil's Night would be the much more enjoyable listen. Mm-hmm. For a bunch of reasons here, mainly the fact that, like, the group's imploding and, like, <laughs> they're just, like, not getting along with each other and i would say you can kind of tell like it doesn't really seem like they're having as fun of a time as they did on the first one they're trying so hard to make it sound like they are (laughs) like yeah no we're totally having a great time yeah we're trying to make a crunk song for some reason yeah (laughs) i'm having a good time on a 40 ounce i'm telling you God, this album has such a identity crisis. I don't know what this is trying to be. Let's just start with track one. Get up! Where were where, we starting with uh, residual orchestral music uh, from the 8 Mile, you know, original music from the soundtrack, you know. Well, anyways, uh, and now back to the fucking accordion-sounding Eminem production. Banana fanna for fanna, I'm doing this whole thing for thy whole verse. What, what a joke! What a joke! I remember! This flashed me back. I like watching music videos on whatever the hell it was before YouTube because it was like 2004. <laughs> like Yahoo Music or Amazon or oh. whatever the fuck it was. And I remember just watching this and being like, so this is... This is the modern. Uh, this is the. This is the modern guy, huh? This is. This is what he's given us now, huh? This is what. This is what to tune in for next, huh? Like ten. Oh, oh man, the ways are ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. This is what I mean with this fucking. Uh, not really caring how to put the flow over the track, just kind of saying it how I want to. It's like that sounds so boring. Like I can see you being dead-eyed in the studio, like <laughs> just trying yeah. to get a double. So I'm saying it. It's like, what are you doing in the banana fan of a fan of flow? And then he just actually says it. Like he, he does say it. it. 
He's like, you're like, and it's like 12 bars into the, it's like, no, you wouldn't start with that to be like, oh, isn't it so obvious what I'm doing? But he like, 12 bars in, he does the, so ban us, go ban, go ban us, us, banana, banana, bananas, who come back all banana, banana clips, ooh, you like the wordplay, you like how he's juggling with the phrases, oh, with the turn of phrase, banana and banana and go ban us and ban us. You want to sneak in a cabana in there? <laughs> you gotta stop. Oh, uh, Christ. And a bird Fucking bananas. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, like, my God. I, I thought it was it. clever at the beginning. <laughs> right. He lost me pretty quick. <laughs> I, I think he kind of brings it back eventually, honestly. Like... He pulls it back up at the last minute. He gets in the flow of it. Yeah, yeah, with the word, like with the wording of things and the flow of the words a bit in a way that's so clunky at the start. Yeah. Once he gets out of the banana fana bit and he goes into another rhyme scheme, it's like, okay. Now, I don't know how I feel about D Twizzy, though. (laughs) Oh, yeah, B Twizzy's back in this busy or whatever. Uh, Back in the hizzy. Oh, Hmm. for shizzy. It's. There's a fucking song where they do that for like a whole bar. Like it's it's fucking shizzied, hizzied, it's fucking out of its mind. And I was like, what the fuck are we doing here? And it's so weird. It's like, yeah, D12, that's right, motherfucker. Uh, bizarre at the end of the track, all over this album, by the way. Oh, <laughs> this motherfucker had nothing to do but chill in the studio, I guess. <laughs> like, Man, you know. fucking bizarre. Oddly became the fucking star of the show. <laughs> and I, I'm going to say this as a, uh, as a teaser. The only time I laughed throughout the album was at a fucking bizarre line. And we'll get to it. The thing about Bizarre is that, like, he he goes, like, negative the other way, where it's, like, his bars are 70% bad, and then there'll be, like, that 30% that's so bad it's good that it flips over. You know, like... Yeah. (laughs) Comes trouble up in the club. Oh, they thought this one was gonna be the club banger, did they? Oh. (laughs) D12, oh, we're back. But there's only three of us rapping on the song in the intro for some reason. Yeah, we're back. Like, we're supposed to be D12, and there's not even half of that here. (laughs) What's happening? I know Bizarre has an interesting voice. I know Proof has an interesting voice. Mm-hmm. But it, and I'm always trying to feel for the, these other three motherfuckers that always just feel like it's like, yeah, motherfucker, a, a general Detroit voice sounding motherfucker. That's right, bitch. And there's nothing really distincting their styles from each other. They just kind of talk in general about general violence and shit. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, of course that guy's flow is like this and that guy's flow. You know, it's like in general, like, uh, they're just kind of saying the same shit. And you know what really annoyed me is that like, there are guest rappers on here that do what they're doing way better but mm. like because they're only doing it once it just feels like they got all of the cool ideas out once in a verse and then the rest of d12 are trying to stretch all of those ideas out over a whole album you know what i mean yeah yeah because it's like oh my god how many times can you talk about how much you just don't care and you're gonna grab someone by the foot like this is at this point this is sub insane clown posse and that is sad. yeah like insane clown posse at least has the fucking pageantry and the you know it plays into it it doesn't try to act like this is like these motherfuckers are really catching charges for shooting at a whole fucking clubs worth of people like you wouldn't be able to do you know what i mean it's like like we know this is ridiculous can you at least 
Play it up more. Like, goddamn, I can't believe I'm saying this. Can you be more bizarre about it so it can at least yeah. be, like, interesting that you're being so wacky and dumb? But it's, like, it's just general threatening shit, and then every now and then there's a good line. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's the biggest problem with the album, honestly, is that it is so long. Like... And not, the, how much variety is there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you just keep repeating the same kind of things over and over and over again, so it just becomes monotonous, unfortunately. Because I think there's some really good songs on here. Like, I think Loyalty is a damn good track. I think everyone kills it. Obi Trice, Bizarre, even. Uh, con Artist, Caniva, Bizarre, and Proof. Really strong cut. I think that one's a cool one, yeah, yeah. Especially I think Fucking Up track. is okay if you overlook. The annoying yeah. name game bit, like I thought Caniva, Swifty, uh, they had good verses. Uh, yeah, I don't know why Bizarre had to end it. That was weird. Yeah, right? He's just like lurking all around the track. I might start a verse at any point. <laughs> if you're not careful. <laughs> oh my god, and oh no, you've, you've activated his trap card. Because just like that, we get to track three with a Bizarre solo track. Look, RC... <sighs> This shouldn't come as a surprise to you or anybody, but this is the worst song on the album. Bizarre and children chorus. Right? And the whole time it's like kids in the background, like, so it's just upping the ski factor, like, like kids laughing. It's every kid laugh stock sound effect you've ever heard in the background of this fucking song. Yeah, it's like, why are you trying to scheme us out so much? And it's like, and it's not worth anything. It's not like he's, like, it's there so was a track. Bad. There was a track on a Bizarre album, on that one Bizarre album we listened to, where he's like. Handicap Circus. Yes, Handicap, yes. Where Annie. he's like a, a police officer that is like killing people because he doesn't give a damn anymore. And it's like. That's something. That's a story, you know? Like, yeah. Like, it was a dumb story, and it feels like he switched up halfway through to be like, oh, I'm a police officer. That's a respectable job that you wouldn't expect doing something evil, but now I'm a priest, and you wouldn't expect that guy to be selling coke. And it's like, okay, I get it. Like, you know, like, and then, oh, um, yeah. what was it? Oh, just to give you some of his, I gotta give you some of his uh, wonderful oh, uh, wordplay. Yeah. Talking nasty shit, because all won't stop. I fuck two twins. With a midget on top, a sick mind, raping an old lady, knowing damn well, bizarre, shouldn't have a baby. It's like, yeah, uh, uh, let me get my shock face mask. Oh, I'm so shocked. Uh, uh, Well, okay, RC, I will say this, you're right. It is just very, (laughs) what the fuck ever. But then why do they actually censor this song on- there's one part, it's in the second verse. Yeah. There's two lines. He says, D- uh, don't go to school, become a Catholic priest, sell crack to your Auntie Denise. If Auntie Denise is short 40 cent, make her go on the ground and blank some more blank. It's like, what could he possibly be saying that's I, worse than what he's already said? I wasn't sure. <laughs> I was just like, I was racking my brain. And then later... He says, you're my son. I'm trying to teach you something. You're blank years old. It's time to start fucking. I don't even want to know what he says there. <laughs> you know what? You, you, whoever produced this track, I don't remember. You're right. I did not need to hear that. Oh, high tech. Produced by uh, oh, high tech. That's Thank right. you. At one point, he goes like, man, people are going to be pissed that I'm rapping on a track by a respected producer. 
Yeah, man, man, need to hear this. That, that was the one funny bit where it was just kind of like, what's going on? Because he's like, man, most devs going to be fucking pissed. <laughs> oh, man. Then uh, I'll be damned. This Let was mid. What in the world? The Is this the, oh, one of three of the, for the bitches joints? Is, that, is it this, you know, where we got the sleazy guitar in the background, you know? Yeah, you know. You damn right. Yes, I love Menage a Trois. And I got big draws as big as guys big wah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. What the fuck did that mean? <laughs> this song would not have, wouldn't have been half as bad if it wasn't for the awful bizarre verse that drug it down. Again. Mm-hmm. Like, I think every song, just about every song is made worse by Bizarre's involvement. And a noticeable lack of Eminem on so oh, many of these good tracks. Lord. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, I'm sorry, we're making this thing of going like, nah, bro, T12, it's the whole group, we're all, the whole group is totally the whole group, but I'm barely showing up. <laughs> Eminem's on like four songs, maybe? Yeah, because I'm looking, I was like, he's on track one, not on, tr- is he on track two? Uh, track two. What was that? Loyalty? No. Yeah. <laughs> Loyalty, indeed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so loyal. Well, I, but it's one of those things where I feel like maybe it's like a he doesn't want to outshine them. That's like, a good justification for his apathy towards the album, but yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, I just want to let my boys shine. I don't want to take too much of the limelight from them. I mean, that's what my band is all about, so yeah. maybe because I know they were fighting about Eminem kind of over... Like, my band is... It basically is a work shoot. Like, yeah, it's the, we're joking about the thing that's really going on. <laughs> about the real thing, yeah. So, it's like, maybe they wanted some more stage time, and Eminem was like, okay, fine, I'll, I'll give y'all some more room to shine, but also... I got so much of my own shit going on right now that I don't have enough time to really work on the album. I got an idea. You know what would have been cool? If, like, each one of them maybe got a solo track every other song or something like that. Okay. Where it's like, oh, I get it. We're kind of trying to let everyone shine and giving it... You know what I'm saying? Just so, but Bizarre is the only one who gets... Was he really up wow. next? <laughs> was he really the... Like, the record label was like, look, the only one people can remember is the Bizarre guy, okay? He's got the he's got the shower cap. He's he's next. Put it, get, get him the funding for the music video for Rockstar. Let's go. Because I remember that shit happening. And it's just like, really? Proof? Proof's got nothing. We don't we don't want to do anything with that guy. All right, no. Let's, this let's really do this. was the launching pad for Bizarre's solo album. That's like all this oh album was. And he like he gets so. I, I feel like on Eminem albums, he's had at least two verses that one I begrudgingly I, I remember enjoying, and the other one being like, okay, why is not Proof on here more? Why can I not hear Proof more? And then, of course, he's the one for the group who dies. It's always yeah. the people I like. <laughs> MCA dead. I, the smoky voice motherfuckers just have to go. I don't know why. And we'll get to the surrealness of oh, Proof's man. involvement in the wow. album later. These talk about violence and shit, and then it's like, uh, uh, but um, <laughs> we don't need to spend too much time on it because I think we've discussed it before. 
But oh, I God. like my band. Oh, oh, wait, wait. Uh, I thought you were about to talk about the skit right before. This skit sucks, but oh. it's like, hey, I'm trying to get back to Eminem. What? Who are you? Oh, we're treating you like you're nobody. It's like, yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. Like, like what happened to the Eminem skits where it actually sounded like they were in a fucking... You know what I'm saying? There was actually, like, production, a script. Remember, I was like, this uh, album was brought to you in part. Oh, what the fuck? We're picking this guy up and we're dragging him by this. You know what I mean? Like, what happened to actual yeah. sound quality in these things? What's going on? Absolutely no passion. No heart. Yeah. No. And, and, and I say all that to say that by the time I got to this track, especially in the ocean of trash that is this, that is this album, I was like, you know what, man? That music is right. The song ain't that bad. <laughs> it's funny. It's a yeah, funny right. song. You're absolutely right. No, as I was like looking at it, just be like, let's like you know go tit for tat on what the lyrics are. But I'm like, I remember like mainly only laughing at the Caniva and Con Artists verse. You know, of like there's like oh, I was about to tell him off, man. I thought you was about to say talk. Man, you shut know? up. Yeah. yeah, I was about to talk right to you. You know, <laughs> but um. Yeah, Eminem's like, verse is so fucking funny, though. Yeah, I, I remember feeling like after the first verse, like it felt like it was just repeating the joke. You know what I mean? Like, um, but going back to it, I actually do like, yeah, like I was looking back. I was like, actually, there's some there's some fun gems in here. And I completely forgot about the uh, proof verse. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was uh I should cut a rock off of the music sounds. Hey, I'm, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, That's such a I fun moment. <laughs> and then uh, I can't lie, yeah. I I seriously do laugh every time, especially when I drop the beat and do my acapellas. when they don't do that. <laughs> yeah, right. Like this isn't what they are at all. Like, the fact that they're actually treating it like a boy band is very funny to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, oh, there was the one line, though, that I remember where Proof being like, oh, uh, and these guys like a funny area go, Proof, carry my bag, bitch, carry on, can't make it to the stage, security in my way. And then the guys in the background saying, who the fuck are you? Where's Obi and Dre? And I was like, eh, hold up. No one's saying where's Obi. Like, no, no, don't do that. Don't try where's Obi and Dre? <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> he was lie. on one song earlier and he did fine. And you then what? Got to lie. <laughs> Just because of uh, Without Me? Oh Obi Trice. No names, no gimmicks. I, I feel like there is so much saltiness going on. I mean, no, there is for sure. Of like, well, you promoted them, but why didn't you promote us? And let's make a quote-unquote joke about how they're trying to promote this guy instead of us now. And it's like, okay, guys. Uh, <laughs> do we have any con uh, artistic control here? What's going on? You, you know, we can talk about this before we make the music, right? Or <laughs> I got to point out this uh, this annotation on Genius where where uh, Eminem says, my salsa, 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 my salsa. Oh, the worst part. The worst part. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it really didn't have to have this part. <laughs> if you click it, it says, everyone is still waiting for the my salsa single to this day with 75 <laughs> thumbs up. Fuck out of here. The fucking weak ass uh, my milkshake parody. Who the fuck yeah. needed that? Yeah. And the only reason you know that they did it is because, well, that little Spanish guitar was playing in the background. So he's like, eh, fuck it. Uh, I'm mm. in the studio. I'm on fucking Quaaludes or whatever the fuck I, rare shit I can get my hands on, you know, because I'm 
fucking don't give a shit. Yeah, let me just fuck around. My salsa makes all the pretty girls run through dance, they talk around the fence. It's just like, what the fuck is this? You know? Yeah. And then at the end of the video where it's like, oh, he wakes up and oh, where'd everybody go? And it's like, what? What is the joke that he's not popular? Because he is. Like, you know? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> All the problems happening in the song that we're all just joking about, they're real, so... Yeah. Like... <laughs> then we get another throwaway track in You Are The One. Oh, Lord, what a waste. Get this shit out... This, this, I think I remember seeing this video and where it didn't have... It's so funny. It's like, I hate this, like, album... Like, <laughs> I hate this album. <laughs> RC well, like, in quotes, rap critic. I hate this album. Dot dot dot. Nah, it's just one of those things where it's like, as I think about each song and the videos coming up, I'm like, I, I in the moment I go like, oh, I barely remember anything from this stupid ass album, and then I go like, oh wait, no, I remember directly seeing that and having the reaction of, yeah, this is boring. Where's Eminem? Uh. <laughs> and it's like, I'm sorry, guys. But you gotta make an interesting enough song so that people don't ask that question. Yeah, like, y'all understand, though, right? Like, at the end of the yeah. day... Like, there's a reason why you're not popping. Like, you know, and I'm sorry, but it's like, this, this song is actually the perfect example. I get it. The joke is supposed to be, ooh, here's the love song, but actually I'm talking about how I'm gonna shake the shit out of you and I, uh, I don't <laughs> give a shit and all this type of shit. But it's like... But it doesn't even really go all the way with it. So, no. like, there are points of, like, genuine, sincere things where it's like, oh, okay. Or then you can tell they're trying to be sincere. And then other moments where it's like, well, then what the fuck is that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it's like like the Insane Clown Posse song would be the, you know, like, uh, the, the dating game or the Ned game. You know, it's like. Oh, yeah. It would be the whole time, it would be like the, hey, you know, I'm going up to, you know, I walk up to the bar and uh, up to the counter and say that I can't believe how fucking fat you are. You know, it's like, uh, I like the way you make your titties shake. And if you lost a little weight, you look like Ricky Lake. You know, it's like the, yeah. uh, it's just, he just keeps going at it with, you know, the, oh, of course, this is a, you know, fucking, uh, 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 you know, rap scallion, whatever piece of shit guy. You know what I mean? Like, that's the yeah. idea. But with this, it feels like they're trying to, like, have it both ways. Because it's like, whoa, the hook sounds kind of smooth. Oh, and with the boobies, I can truly say, girl, you are the one, you are the one, you are the one. You know what mm. I mean? Like, they're, they're trying to go for it. But then, what's that one lyric? I love the way your body grinding all on my face. The only thing on your mind is which wallet to rape. Like, what? I, yeah, I wasn't sure about that one. And then, what is even going on with that? Like, this is the thing. It's not bizarre. It's not weird enough to not feel like it's just a normal controlling guy would probably do this. Like, yeah, you the truth. I'm for real. Y'all love you to death. And if you break up, I'm going to stalk you and bug you to death until you're scared to leave the house because you know I'm in the bushes. We went from hugs and kisses to shoves and pushes. It's all love. Take it in stride. I'm only joking with you. I don't get down like that. You know I'd never hit you. It's like... What? What? But do I? <laughs> but still, and yet, if you ever feel like I'm about to, I'll gently grab your shoulders and shake the shit out you. Cause like, haha, yeah, I heard that Chris Rock skit too. That was like a couple of seconds skit, not a whole fucking verse. You know what I mean? Like six in oh, the morning. Oh, six in the morning. Stop that! Uh, uh, fucking get up. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, good morning, Vietnam. What the fuck happens in the song? <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, it, it's uh, definitely one of the catchier tracks. Eminem's I thought. here again. Yeah, Eminem's doing. Yeah, a how about that? 
He's yeah, back. But he's doing that flow where he sounds like he's kind of tuned out. And <laughs> it's like, what is it? He goes like, oh, at the beginning, he goes like, come on. You know what time it is? Stop sleeping on my group, bitch. It's like, bitch, you're, first of all, you're barely here, all right? And stop sleeping through these fucking flows, bro. <laughs> the fucking... Well, it's so contrived. Like, when you can feel the rhyme is not landing on the right, like, rhythmic beat, and they're, like, putting in stuff that's really trying to fit in what they wanted to say before their flow. It's like, I'm the beautifulest thing, and you're gonna miss me when I'm gone, like Keith Murray, when he threw a stool at a girl and hit her accidentally. I did. It's just like, oh yeah. my god. <laughs> it's like, dude, come up with a more efficient way to say that. <laughs> I think How Come is definitely one of the most interesting yes. tracks on the album because what it's... fucking highlights. It's a diss track where everyone involved is in on it. Like, Eminem's yeah. verse is about Proof, and then Proof is on the song later. Like, that's wild to me. I almost said bizarre, but... Mm. And, yeah, and what is it? I think uh, the second verse is clearly about Eminem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it was one of those like I remember when this video dropped and I mean I still felt like Eminem is still kind of being white with these hooks that and then like the Eminem wine had run its course at this point you know what I mean like but the verses were so interesting where it was just like whoa like it's one of the like you know when you're really getting the Rashomon hearing different people's perspectives you know what I mean like Eminem over here, like it, it, like usually with a song like this, it really is like you can tell it's one sided. One person's clearly wrong, and one person's clearly on the right. And they just need to come to this end. you know what I'm saying? But the way the hook like sets it up, it's like we. I am thinking that we are family right now. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm thinking that like this is all good. And it's like, but what's going on? Like, and like I don't even feel the same. Like, and I heard through the grapevine, we even beefing now. What? I, oh. Like something about that line just hits so hard. And I hear through the grapevine, we even beefing now. After all the years we've been down, ain't no way, no how. This bullshit can't be true. We family in a damn thing, James. Unless it's you. Like whoa. I do like the except it's you. Like the way it's tacked on. Very good. <laughs> it's so emotionally just. Cutting right in there. Nothing's changed. It's you. <laughs> now, I got a question for you. Uh, it's a fucking damn good song, right? At any hmm. point, did you think to yourself, I wish this song would have also had a bizarre verse on it? <laughs> oh, God! Bizarre! <laughs> Because <laughs> there is one. But yeah, Eminem like, has a really good verse where it's like, it feels like it's setting things up. Like, well, everything was great. Everything was like, you know, we were doing our best. But then sometimes I just want to know why is it that you came to yours and I survived it? You ran the streets, I nine to five it. We grew up, grew apart as time went by us. Then I blew up to both and more, yours and mine surprises. Now I feel a vibe. I just can't describe it. You know, like, I feel like the ways setting things up is so like perfect and it's just like oh yeah okay okay I can see this is like so maybe you could see he's really saying like yo is this a little bit of jealousy going on right now like wait a minute mm. bro because I never changed how I felt about you so if there's conflict and I haven't changed how I felt about you what's going on you know what I mean then you get con artist verse 
where he's talking about like, yeah, you know, it was my dream at first to be all spit in a verse on my own album with a deal, but shit got worse. I told you don't get involved with her. You were smoking the car with her, coming out the bar with her, stumbling half drunk like I was husband and wife or something. But me catching the fucking other niggas must have hurt your pride or something. Cause you were about to mouth the people like you wanted with me. When all I tried to do was show you that that picture shifty. And so it's like, uh, M, like we've, is this a problematic person that your friend has been trying to tell you about for years and you're just not listening? Like, is that what's happening here? Like, oh, okay. Like, well, they, they really just, cause you know, like we fucking know about them because he fucking tells us every goddamn thing. And now it's like, oh, now we're hearing from someone else kind of telling, like, you know, if we let him tell it, it's like, oh, we're both just so screwed up and da da da. And let him tell it, it's just like, dude, I've been trying to tell you, you need to get out of this. Like, you know? Oh man, and then yeah, proof. Uh, and then proof has this verse at the end. I like. I just really love how it goes. Like, how come when you talk, it's a bit of a spite? How come it's a fault what you did with your life? You know, like oh shit. <laughs> the way they got Eminem on that verse was like, yeah. ooh, yeah, oh cool. shit. And then yeah, immediately after that, on the extended verse, and Bizarre is like, "Hey girl, we get into screaming fights." It's like. Stop! What are you yeah, doing? Right. It's like, just let it be what it's about. You fucking you know ruined about. it! Like, yeah. they don't even give him a full verse. It's like him and I think con artists, like, share a verse. Like, they both have, uh. like, they both go in halvesies on a verse. It's like, uh. after proofs, you come right. back again with attacked on bizarre con artist verse? Fuck that! Uh, then leave that boy alone. Is, oh is my okay. god, I can't fucking oh, no? stand it. This and get, I'm going to get my gun. These oh, fucking, no, I like to get my gun. These fucking Yosemite Sam wannabe <laughs> Bubba Sparks ass fucking hooks. What are oh, you God, doing, yeah, Eminem? Like, what is this? And it's like, it's so that in the same way that they are joking but not joking about the beefs that they are having right now. They're also doing the joking but not joking about trying to get in on the crunk thing. Like, I'm doing yeah. an over-exaggerated voice, but hey, maybe it'll hit further. Like, I can so feel that that's what's happening. You know what I mean? Like, and, and just for the, oh my God, and it's also for the sake of those awful accents to help him force those rhymes. Better leave that boy alone. Hit they don't. Y'all know he might come back home and they don't want to come back strong. I wouldn't get that boy gone. You know, it's just like, stop. Yeah, I, I didn't really care for Leave That Boy Alone. I got what they were doing, but I didn't love it. Get My Gun, I thought was a fun track. I thought the beat was really fun. You're right, it and is I the liked better how track. Silly. The yeah. whole, like, Eminem being shitty yes. with a gun is very His funny verse. to me. That was actually real. I, I do think it is funny. There's, like, an ongoing saga of, like, Eminem actually being quite incompetent with guns. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, didn't he, it's like... It's fucking canon at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so what was it? Oh, and, but there was one line in Leave That Boy Alone where he goes, I think it's Swifty, he goes, like, now time for the why what's. I'm writing these five words. Fuck you dick riding niggas. Count it. It's five words. It's like, yeah, that's not impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Run it back. Count it, it back. It was five words. Oh. Damn, you got me. <laughs> and then 50 Cent randomly talking at the end. Like, what, what was he even saying? Oh, wait, like, he did? Yeah. Did I miss that? He, yeah, because he goes like, it, it like it's like at the tail end of the fucking song like it's basically on the Spotify thing it's like fading into the next song as you're hearing it you know what I mean like when he's like 
like everybody who purchased my CD, then they'll need to learn what to tell them what you like about me. <laughs> and I'm like, what? What did that? What did like that everyone mean? who purchased my CD, then they'll have to learn what to what tell the, them what. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. I was so like at first I thought it was like a oh like everybody who purchased my CD. You're going to do what I tell you, and and then we're going into the next song. I'm going to get my gun. Like, that's what I thought what was mm. happening. But then I went back and I was like, no, it's, it's actually more bizarre than that. Like, I don't know what he's trying to say. Like, everybody who purchased my CD, like, so like all those people, then, okay, they'll need to learn what to tell them what you like about me. I'm like, did we cut in the middle of a sentence or something? I don't know what that means. What's happening? And then why is 50 Cent here? Well, I thought the whole thing was fuck everybody else on the label pro. It's D12's time to shine with the second album. God damn it. Why is 50 Cent here and not rapping a verse? Like, what's going on? Yeah, it's very wild to me that he's just not on a song. Like, but, if he's here. But, but they recorded, yeah, he was clearly in the studio or they were able to get a snippet. Why use it if you're not gonna have him be here? Like, were people really just gonna be like, oh, yeah, yeah, 50 Cent, no big deal. He's just on the album for a sec. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, according to what I read on Genius, I think they basically said, like, after Fiddy's album dropped on Aftermath, like, all the attention was on him and what yeah. Eminem was doing, and, like, no one cared about the, D the D12 album anymore. Clearly, clearly. Yeah, I mean, even them, I don't even think they cared, really. Yeah. Uh. But, but I do like, uh, well, well, I wanted to give a, a couple props to the f fucking uh, Eminem verse because it starts, you hear like a skit going out of the background. He's just like, oh, yeah. Well, actually, at the very beginning, there's a guy who's going like, you know, he, he's talking to, I think, a uh, con artist. He's like, fuck that. The motherfucker want to pop shit to me? He's like, man, he wasn't popping shit. He's like, no, I'm going to get my gun. He's like, no, you heard him. He was popping shit. What shit? No, you heard him. Like, and I was like, he asked for your autograph. And he's like, no, fuck that. I'm getting my gun. And it's like, dude, no, I'm telling you, it's not that bad. It would have been better if it didn't end with Bizarre again. Oh, yeah. I'm ready to blow this bitch's brain out. I'm nervous. I farted and some shit came out. Time's up. Shot it with the gun. Got on my cell phone and called Reverend Run. Oh. And all this crazy shit, I regret it. All because I wanted to see Elton John naked. Cut the and track and let the laughs just come in. <laughs> we, <laughs> we are immediately rewarded with everybody then saying how funny Bizarre is. How does he do it? How does he come up with these fucking He wasn't going up Fat Father for that one. Oh my god. Fat Father's <laughs> ghost riding for Bizarre. Bizarre, it's Bizarre like the heart of the group. He's like the old dirty bastard. He's like, you think that he's like, you know, just not exactly. No, he's just a dude who fucks around and gets high all the time. But actually, he's the one who brings everyone together. Like, is that what's happening here? Because why are we focusing so much on this guy? Everybody's in the studio arguing. They're, they're throwing shit. Eminem and Proof are fighting. Fucking Bizarre comes out. He does a little dance. And everyone's like, ah, oh, that's right. Bizarre is the fucking trouble shovel guy in the group. You know, he's the... Remember this, and he like picks his nose and eats it in front of everybody. Like, ah, <laughs> He's so willing yeah. to go there. He's so willing to go there. Fuck. <laughs> That's exactly what his role is. Because everyone's just like, man, you're fucking crazy. You, like, come over here and say some of that. Come over here and say some of that 
funny shit you said earlier. <laughs> and then he does, and it's just not funny. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and it's only four bars. Like, he he says, <laughs> okay, I'm just going to read this off because it's too fucking funny. Kick that shit in here. Want to kick some shit, man? Turn the radio down, dog. Turn the radio down a bit. And then Bizarre is just like all up on the mic and he just goes, My girlfriend's in the Olympics. She's running track meets. I'm lying. She's paraplegic. She eats with her feet. Someone's like, <laughs> And he goes, The fuck you laughing at? She'll be here in two weeks. In a black Jeep. With two other handicapped freaks. <laughs> and this was... That shit's dope, man. That's some crazy ass like, shit. Stop right there. What? Stop right there. Too much fire. Too much fire. He's like, get the fuck out of here. It's like, that That would be an okay start, you know, to a shock rap verse. But, like, that's it? That That's the fucking voila? You know what the yeah, fuck? He just moseys on up to the mic. It's like, ah, here's something I was working on. And everyone just eats it the fuck up. And now to go back to my chamber to come up with another thinker. Here's one for the bitches. Ah, oh, bitch. God. Bitch. Shake that ass. Bitch. Da, da, da. Bitch. Oh, oh, hot chicks. They're, they don't actually listen to the great to the degrading things we're saying about them. Yeah, this was funnier as like a one and a half minute Chris Rock bit. Like, I don't need a whole song about this. It's like, it's a fun enough track. I think it's okay, but yeah, that, that's the overall like, message is fucked. Like, but, no yeah. one's listening to this in the club anyway. Like, this right. isn't what's playing and in the club. Eminem fucking, uh, fucking burping and b- babbling and fucking, uh, fucking tripping over his nuts. Like, uh, oh, I got the verse and I'm going to say this. And, oh, fuck, you fucked up my verse, bitch. But I'm going to roll with it because I don't care about this album. So we'll just do the first take. Who gives a shit? Oh, like, shit. Damn, yeah. <laughs> It's like, dude, sound like you care. Oh my god, like, oh, I get, oh, oh, we're supposed to sound like we don't care, but it's like, no, but like, the joke is that you actually are doing a good job at putting together, you know, the soundscape of the motherfuckers who are the, you know what I'm saying, badass motherfuckers who don't give a shit. But when you actually don't care, it's like, we can hear it, like, you know what I mean? I yeah. will say, the skit with Bizarre oh. is actually kind of funny. Which skit? Uh... It's in bitch where, uh, who who the fuck? It's uh, con artist. Oh, it's not bizarre. It's fucking uh, con artist and Caniva. I'm oh, sorry. Oh yeah, that was good. Was that yeah, that's why I like this song. Yeah, yeah, because that verse is actually really good. <laughs> where, where where this woman comes up and one dude is trying to be all cool and the other one is just like, man, fuck that, and he just ruins it for both of them. That's yeah. pretty funny. He's like, uh. It's like nothing. He said you seem stressed. Nah, you got big breasts, huh? And you wearing a nice dress. Cause I was finna say, oh, you wasn't finna say shit. Excuse me. He he said Michael Jackson just got another facelift. It's like, oh, dumb ho, nigga, no gumbo. He wanted to cook some for you tonight. <laughs> it goes on for like way too long. You're just like, there's yeah. no way she'd be like, oh, exactly. okay, that many times. It's like, man, how loud is this club? <laughs> <laughs> I need to get my hearing checked. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. That shit was pretty funny. Uh, yeah. Oh, and then I will say, like, just because it just went to fucking Homer Simpson status, Bizarre had a fucking moment where he goes like, ever since I was hate, I've been starting to hate. I said fuck the hoes and started eating cheesecake, scrambled eggs and steak, strawberry and grapes. Damn it, that sounds great. 
hold on, bizarre way. And like the music changes, so it sounds like he's like going into a dream state of like thinking about food. Oh yeah, and, and then someone's like busy, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah that's right. Okay, back to the bitches. Watch the dishes after that. Give me stitches. A fucking half Indian chick suck my dick, and I didn't remember. Like, okay, okay. I, I don't like mm. what I don't give a shit, dude. Like, I yeah. had an Indian chick suck my dick, and I didn't remember, but I just wrote a verse about <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, then we get the title track. Oh, this no, deep wait, into hold, the album. hold on, hold on, wait, don't disrespect oh. Steve's coffee house. Come on, oh, now. that's right. What My mistake. F- what in the fuck is this doing here? Some, Some asshole on a guitar doing the fucking, uh, uh, you, you know, the easy eat. Now the boys in the hood are always hard. Come talking that trash and we'll pull your card. You know, it's like, uh, mm. I've been to seven places. I've fucked a hundred faces. Oh, that's but right. But nothing jumps up to the blue and purple, yellow. It's some stupid shit. It was just like, mm. And then he switches to another one. And I'm like, I don't. Why is this here? <laughs> it's something for the fans to be like, oh, yeah, I oh, remember that. I, I remember when they had hit songs that I liked. You know? And, yeah. And it's like, where where those times go? Where did the time go? And the thing about it is, like, they barely commit to it. And then, like, he switches between songs halfway through. And I'm like, you hear the guys in the background are just fucking cracking up. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, guys, it's not that damn funny. <laughs> They're dying. Yeah, like, I think that's what makes it more annoying. You're just like, guys, really? This is this is killing you. Him just confusing blue and yellow, purple pills. Like, that. that's cracking yeah. up. Mm-hmm. How high are you guys? Yeah, that's a good question. D12 World, produced by Kanye. Whoa, Okay. <laughs> I didn't know. Like I, I just, I saw it at the top of the page, and I was like, I'm making note of that because that I was mean, fucking weird as hell to me. Th- that is so insane because, like, this is the track where I was like, this sounds the most like a hey, we're back to the old D12. Here's a beat that sounds like we're in that crazy D12 world where, uh, you know, there's uh, hookers and, and, and junkies all on the corners and heroin needles. So, ooh, don't you want to be a part of that world? Don't you want to be a part of Cool World? The fucking Ralph Bakshi painting that we're showing you that is this song. And the thing about it is, the hook sucks. It's like, like welcome to D12 world. Where you can get anything from sex X to girls. Like, what? Yeah, that's a weird way to phrase it, huh? Wouldn't sex be covering the girls? Like, you know what I mean? You like, think? Like, yeah. You get sex and girls? Like, wait, was the sex with just dudes and then you have to pay extra for the girls? What the fuck? Hmm. <laughs> hey, that's for one specific type of audience. Oh, come on, that's not fair. <laughs> and, and no, I no, you gotta get a versus... premium package for the girls. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> These really short, like, mid to okay verses, like... Oh, man, what is going on? <laughs> there's not really a whole lot here, really. Yeah, that, this is what I'm saying. It's called D12 World. Welcome to D12 World. And it's like, are they giving you the imagery? Are you really getting, like... Because this party goes like, step into us. You can't be the smartest because you'll get dropped like an aftermath artist. Ha! Ah. It's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> guys maybe leave maybe just leave instead of making this album <laughs> like if you're that if you're that unable to hide it <laughs> like you know um yeah but then con artist just kind of comes in and i think this is his whole verse 
This this verse is supposed to be about, ooh, the deranged, crazy world of D12 and what's behind door number six. Well, I guess door number five because Eminem's not on this track. So, uh, <laughs> oh, Aww. con artist. And what, what's the piece of his mind that he's going to give us? I've been doing this thing for a minute and I'm starting to see my little brother Caleb look more like a star than me. That's why I just started working out. Man, this shit ain't working out. Welcome oh, to D12 yeah. world. What? What in the fuck? Like, dude, was that a therapy session? What's going on right now? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like my little brother is cooler than me, even though he's not even, like, he's just a doctor in the local, you know, in Detroit. And I feel like he's got more going on than me. I'm just, like, and I, I tried working out, but I, it's, it's really hard. <laughs> what, what is this? Ain't working out. <laughs> yeah, what? And you hear him in the background working out, like, trying to lift the weight and it's not working, you know? Then you get Bugs 97. And I, I'm like, fuck, man. Like, everyone in this group, like, it seems so boring next to this guy who, yeah. you know, clearly was, you know, like, trying to prove himself, you know what I'm saying? So that's why, like, I bet you if we listen to freestyles from all of these guys, they probably sound way more full of life than they do on this goddamn album. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I gotta say, like, he has some really cool shit. Uh, he says, I'm persistent when it comes to binge shit. Smoke the blunt with my judge right before the sentence. I'm relentless to deny it's senseless. Your bitch pay my bills. That's where the hell your rent went. You know, it's like, oh, uh, like that's a fun little ear. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, I think the other guy, uh, Young Z, had his verse with ending about like, I'll throw your ass out my truck while I'm, dri- while I'm driving it still, motherfucker, or something like that. You know, just fun little like crazy wild out wacky imagery like just give me that i'm not even asking for no deep shit just make the bar to bar interesting you know what i mean um, yeah then we get good die young which you know oh, is a, yeah a heartfelt track but it starts with bizarre and I, the whole time i was just like okay is there some dumb joke coming because that's always what Man, happens like, <laughs> like so I, I felt like, that too. Yeah, I was like oh, just on edge. I think he added a little bit of heart, like no, you're, the fact you're right, that he did. <laughs> but it was just the, 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 the fact that he didn't do anything silly and yeah. like offensive was like, oh shit, man! Like this is fucking bizarre, straight from the heart. <laughs> we got bizarre to calm the fuck down. Yeah, I, I think Good Die Young is easily one of the best cuts on the album. Uh, same with Keep Talking, honestly. I think these last two tracks are some of the best on the whole album. And then we end with, uh, Keep Talking. I'm, like, so tired from this fucking album. I'm so worn out. Like, it's not even that bad of a track, right? But it's, like, it's just, we've heard this. <laughs> it's just the fact that it's at the end, man. But I gotta say, and here's where it is. The funniest part of the whole album that actually got me to laugh was during Bizarre's verse. He says, let's make a trade, my wife for your brother. Psych, I'm not bisexual. I'm intellectual, transsexual with one testicle. I ain't saying shit just cause it rhyme. I got colon cancer. I'm dying. (laughs) (laughs) He sounds so sincere when he says it. I got colon cancer. I'm dying. So then you clearly know how to make jokes. Like, yeah, you are funny <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> what? Are you just not trying? What is happening? No. And then, 
And then, oh my God, what proof coming in and say, rest in peace, Jam Master J, Tupac, Notorious B.I.G. I'm probably the best God in the flesh. Blow your heart out your chest and your chest out your vest. Leave, you a, leave your body a bloody mess, bloody as hell. Yeah, I'm shooting you. Bow, bow. Pow, pow, Yosemite Sam. And I'm just like, oh God. Mm. <laughs> and like the last thing he says, yeah, he has the last verse. That's why it feels so weird. He has the last verse saying, uh, rest in peace, Jam Master J, Tupac, Notorious B.I.G. Men gunned down, artists, you know, legends gunned down before their time by senseless violence. Anyway, I'm gonna blow the shit out of you. I'm gonna fucking shoot the shit out of you. You motherfuckers, you're gonna be so dead. You're gonna be full of holes like SpongeBob. And it's like, oh, oh yeah. man. Like they couldn't have seen it, but god damn, it is not fun yeah. to listen to. Yeah, that yeah. sucks. <laughs> like I said, the last verse. <laughs> I, I I got a three and a half. You you generous bastard. I got it a two. <laughs> two. Wow. Because man, I and it's it's so interesting going back to this because like the songs with guest people are actually pretty good. The singles actually don't dislike as much as I thought I did. Like 40 ounce is definitely a basic bitch song, but like yeah. I like it well enough, you know, like if this was a hit single I wouldn't complain, you know what I mean? I'm like, okay, mm. yeah, I get it. How come is a genuine like Holy shit, we're really talking about the issues that are going on right now, you know what I'm saying? You are the ones that fucking dud, and god damn it, I, you know, I, I can't front on my And basically being the culmination of what is really wrong with this album. Yeah. If there is an album that you would like to request for a future episode of the Going Off Podcast, all you gotta do, god damn is it simple, all you gotta do is head on over to our Kofi. You've heard of it. It's ko-fi.com slash going off g-o-i-n-o-f-f One-time donation gets you an album request review on a future episode of the show. RC, help me please. (laughs) (laughs) Help me, Rhonda. (laughs) Oh, you can head on over to uh, our our Patreons. I got my Patreon still bucking and going. I'm actually revamping it to try to do a sort of once a month charge to try to be like, you know, I'm kind of like getting things a little well financially. So I'm like, okay, let me try to try this out. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to do one month, uh, once a month charges instead of per creation to try to be like, okay, you know, and then give like, perks to uh you know people giving a higher uh, uh donation so like ten dollar donations there's private streams twenty dollars you can request three songs during those private streams and mm. people can hit, see it later but you get it exclusively on the patreon so you know i'm trying to do fun little stuff for the people in between doing the other stuff that is taking me so long to put out because life but oh, um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah the, uh, the, the patreon the kofi that's the main things to remember right yeah uh and so let's get the fuck up out of here I'm used. And I'm Rap Critic. It sounded like you said, I'm used. (laughs) I mean, that that too. Uh, I'm spent. (laughs) I'm used up. (laughs) Uh, And I'm the Rap Critic. And the podcast machines, they greet you and say, we tap out our podcast and sweep you away. (laughs) I was trying to do a Bjork voice. I I know. (laughs) Sounding like a a slightly sick lamb, but with a really strong voice. (laughs) 